Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast. I'm Rob Lilly. On this podcast, we bring you the very best articles from across Witch. Sometimes we might transport you to a far-flung part of the world, or maybe deep dive into the latest scams or hard-hitting investigations. Today, though, it's a piece from Witch Tech. And with ChatGPT and other AI bots having recently hit the headlines, we'll reveal how they work and whether you can trust them in a piece originally written by Michael Passingham. AI technology appears to have progressed so rapidly that even the minds and corporations behind it seem to be spooked, with groups of AI companies and experts calling for oversight from an international body akin to the International Atomic Energy Agency. For avoidance of doubt, they promote the safe and peaceful use of nuclear technology. According to those with a vested interest, AI has the potential to upend industries, societies, and even poses an existential threat to humanity. All this from a bunch of jumped-up customer service chatbots? To understand why the prevailing discourse around generative AI has gone from hype to hysteria in less than a year, we first have to understand how it works and what the potential pros and cons really are. There are lots of different types of AI, but the form of artificial intelligence that's captured public imagination and fear is called generative AI. It can process and produce work that, at a surface level, looks to pose a threat to some white-collar jobs such as administration, programming and, yes, really, journalism. OpenAI's ChatGPT is the most famous example of generative AI. Its ability to take practically any prompt, from a request for a poem about pancakes in the style of Shakespeare to coding a new piece of software, and produce a coherent answer or functional program, is very impressive. ChatGPT and similar tools are based on what's known as large language models or LLMs, and these models are trained on vast sets of data. In the case of ChatGPT, which is powered by a model called GPT 3.5 or 4.0, depending on whether you're a paying subscriber or not, it's been subjected to billions of lines of text, ranging from books to web content including news, forums and social media. From this training, the tools are able to interpret what's being asked of them and produce an answer based on what they deem to be the most likely response. Crudely, it's going one word at a time and figuring out what's most likely to come next, based on all the previous words it's ever read. An LLM tool might produce lines of text that have never been seen before, but they are, deep down, based on a balance of probabilities of what word comes next. Based on the point above, right now, AIs have no way of assessing whether what they're saying is actually true, so you can't take what they say at face value. The reason is that these LLM tools do not know, in inverted commas, anything at all. The only thing they can do is produce something that looks convincing. Even if you're clever and ask for citations, such as the source references, all something like ChatGPT will do is produce what look like citations, where in reality the citations could very well be fabrications. This leads to these tools producing confidently incorrect answers, and even doubling down on their wrongness when the user points out inconsistencies. There is huge potential in these tools, but, like any powerful technology, the impact it will have on us, positive and negative, comes down to whether individuals, companies and authorities use it responsibly and maintain proper oversight. 
For example, another type of AI has recently been used to discover antibiotics, and image recognition AI has been found to be as reliable as human doctors in recognizing cancer in CT scans. It shows the world-changing possibilities of using computers to find a new way to approach a task. Generative AI can save time on individual tasks as well. They can effectively summarize meetings and legal documents, for example, or even take huge sets of spreadsheet data and turn it into something more palatable. For those looking to cause harm, they can also produce spam and scam content at an industrial scale. It's not limited to text and data either. Generative AI can be used for images, videos and audio, creating utterly convincing forgeries that could be used for creativity, as well as misinformation. Combined with adept use of social media, it's not crazy to predict civil unrest based on entirely fake content. We've already seen an entirely AI-generated picture of the Pope wearing a puffer jacket going viral on social media, and that was relatively harmless. The other concern for the wider field of AI is that the speed of progress could get out of control. The other concern for the wider field of AI is that the speed of progress could get out of control. Artificial general intelligence, otherwise known as AGI, is where a single AI can exceed humans in multiple tasks. If this became widespread too quickly, the disruption to society could happen rapidly and destructively. But there is no definitive evidence that this will happen soon, if ever. A brief letter released in May, signed by 350 executives and engineers at AI firms such as OpenAI and DeepMind, read simply, Mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks, such as pandemics and nuclear war. While a skeptic might rightly say that those in the industry want their tools to look more powerful than they really are, this push-pull of tech versus humanity's well-being will undoubtedly be something to watch. Thank you so much to Michael Passingham for his piece, originally written for Witch Tech magazine. And now we have a confession for you, because this week's article was read by, well, as seems fitting, AI. That's right, this week's podcast was brought to you by Artificial Intelligence. Not me though, I'm real, I promise. Now remember, you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts. And thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker. Hi, Angus here, just jumping in at the end to say that Witch, like many businesses, is exploring how we might use generative AI across the organisation, and this is our first step into this intriguing new world. Now, don't worry, you won't be seeing Witch reviews written by an AI anytime soon, but experiments like this could make it easier, for example, to bring you more spoken audio articles from Witch. We'd love to know what you thought about this little test. Did the AI voice have you fooled? Was it good enough to listen to regularly? Would you like to hear more articles read in this way? Please do reach out with your thoughts on this or on your hopes and fears for AI more widely by sending us an email to podcasts at witch.co.uk. Thanks for listening and see you next week.